Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining the Pinch Millennial Podcast. This is Pinche Participation. I'm Amanda Miguel. And I'm Nick Ochoa. We're two Latinx millennials sharing a fresh, relevant perspective on civics and political participation in today's world. This week's episode is about making a plan to vote in person. Now, last week, we talked about how to vote by mail and all the things to keep in mind when making a plan to do that. So if you missed last week's episode and you plan on voting by mail, go ahead, take a look in our archives. That's episode two, where we discuss all things voting by mail. And because we're in the early stages of this podcast, we're open to feedback, ideas from our listeners, and especially about our content. So if you have questions, want to know more, please feel free to DM us on Instagram. Give us a comment in our Spotify rate and reviews in Apple. We're on YouTube. There's so many ways to get in touch with us. And yeah. we absolutely plan on answering all of your questions. So keep your ears peeled as we address any of these questions. We had some outstanding questions from last week and we're going to be addressing them in this. So stay tuned. And, and, and also special notes, we highlight California, Illinois, and Texas. But if your state is not being highlighted and you want to make sure, hey, I need to know what's going on in New Jersey. I need to go know what's going on in Indiana. Please make sure to let us know. That helps us to set up all this content beforehand. So thank you. Uh, so some of you may have concerns about voting by mail due to recent developments involving the U.S. Postal Service with excuse me, U.S. Postal Service with some delays and changes to service and delivery deadlines. Uh, so if that is cause for concern and you feel more secure voting in person, then if you are able and if it's safe for you to do that, that's definitely a valid route to take. Keep in mind, however, the CDC recommends avoiding large crowds mm -hmm. where possible and taking safety precautions where that is unavoidable. So if you plan to go out and vote in person, please, please, please wear a mask. It protects you and others and adhere to safety guidelines such as social distancing, not touching your face, not eating or drinking while you're around other people. Please keep that in mind if you're planning to go out and vote by person. Absolutely. I mean, and these are things we all have been practicing for months, folks. You know, things have not changed. So we just want to, again, stress the urgency in, um, you know, abiding by these protocols, especially for the folks who will be working the day of, which includes myself and Somewhat, I'm like really excited, but there's some, there's still some sense of nervousness because yeah. I have not been around that many people this entire time. I like legit went into, I was like, <laughs> I want to call it into hiding, but a few days before even our state started to, you know, drastically take steps um, to reduce social gathering in large, in large groups. So it is just, it's not just for you, but it's for everyone. Uh, right. And that's a really great thing to, to, rem to remember during this time. And because yeah. and because we're trying to, you know, set up our own voting plans and if that includes going in person, there are some critical pieces that need to be addressed before that. So we just went over kind of like general safety precaution because we are in a global pandemic, but literally knowing the specific things about how to vote in person, which include the times, the dates, the literal location where you can cast your ballot. So we're going to go into depth with each one of those now. Yeah. So last episode, we talked about a voting plan. And I think one of my mom, one of my, excuse me, one of my friend's moms posted on Instagram, a voting plan is like when you're going to a party, you figure out where is the party? What's the reason for yeah. the party? <laughs> what time do you need to be there? What do you need to take with you? And then you ask other people to come with you, your friend, mm. your mom, your sister, whatever, right? That's we're what those, you do if you're going to a party. People. <laughs> we're like, 
hey, I got a party one come through. Yeah, let's <laughs> <That's> go. <voting. laughs> um, so it's the same thing. Coming up with a voting plan when you're planning on voting by mail, just as Amanda said, the physical location, dates and times and all that. So it's important to look up your local voting uh, location. Every every city, every neighborhood has a different mm -hmm. system for doing this. So get online. Your county may have very specific, it's called, they're called precincts, mm -hmm. right? That's the smaller division that counties and cities divide themselves up so that people on you know, one part of the city can vote in their part of the city. People in this side of the city also vote in their neighborhood. So look up your precinct and where it is you need to go. Uh, growing up, my voting uh, location was the elementary school a couple blocks away. Mm. That was great. We could just walk. Uh, and things may have changed because of COVID due to D CDC guidelines. Maybe an elementary school that's enclosed isn't a good mm. place anymore. So I saw something recently about like professional sports arenas opening up yeah. because they have lots of space, mm -hmm. ventilation. Uh, so if, if you're used to the same polling location every election, Keep in mind, it may not be the same. So look yeah. that up ahead of time, like a week in advance, two weeks now, even. To your point, Nick, about all these sports arenas that are opening up. Um, that's really exciting here in L.A. We have like the Staples Center. I want to say the Forum is also a vote center. And California also is slightly different, different counties by county even, too. But in the last episode, we talked about those vote centers, Um these are, this is kind of like the flexibility part where it's not just your neighborhood one. Cause I used to go to, in my neighborhood, two blocks down, there's a, um, what is it called? It's for older adults. I don't know. I don't think it's a senior citizens living. It's like older folks, older adults folks. Okay. <laughs> um, and that's where I voted one year. The next year, I think I, I dropped off my ballot at the Metro because Metro, the at Union Station, because that has, it's a vote center. You can have your ballot oh. drop off. It's it's just been so many options lately. Um, so that up-to-date piece is important because of COVID, because of decreased amount of poll workers, et cetera. So um, the hours of the polling place also could be different this year. What is it looking Absolutely. like this year, Nick? Yeah, so uh, some states, because of the shortage in polling workers, so yeah. uh, normally, since I've been voting age, I remember every time I'd go to the polling station, there'd be older um, mm -hmm. older people manning the polling stations. You know, they'd welcome you in, say, go down the hall, the go to the gymnasium, what's your name, give me your ID. And it was usually senior citizens, older people, like my grandparents' age. Mm -hmm. I even remember seeing like my next door neighbor who was in her 70s. But because of this pandemic, it's changed a lot. And so many senior citizens and older poll workers are hesitant. And rightly mm -hmm. so, in my opinion, they, they're, they're a vulnerable population and at high risk for infection. So some states have actually seen a decrease in volunteers Keep in mind, these are volunteers. They're not usually, they're not getting paid. But because of the pandemic, uh, older volunteers have opted out of working the polls this year. So when the municipalities are lacking poll workers, they've some of them have opted to shut down polling sites, which okay. is not great. Um, if they're limited in volunteers, yeah. they can't reasonably keep open, you know, all full capacity that they usually have. So that's... Not great. Uh, and later on, we'll get to encouraging each of you to sign up to be a poll worker. If you're healthy, if you're able, and if you can manage going there during the workday, please consider it. 
whether you're a new voter, first time voter, or a repeat voter, thank you for being a repeat voter if you are. Yeah. Uh, this is why we come up with making a plan, right? It, it would be a bad idea if you woke up election day and thought, all right, I'm going to go vote. And I'm going to go two blocks over because that's where I've always gone. But then you get there and that's not where your polling place is. Mm-hmm. So we want to avoid these emergencies and that, these kinds of problems by organizing and planning ahead of time. You can, again, do a quick Google. Like Amanda said last time, we should be sponsored by Google because <laughs> we've been plugging them every, they get twice an episode probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so type in Google polling station your and then your address where mm-hmm. you live and it'll recommend you know, this is your nearest vote center or whatever. Um, so know that ahead of time. Where can I go vote? Where will I physically cast my ballot? Um, and then that place will tell you the, the hours, uh, whether it's early voting is open a week in advance. Some states are actually voting now. But what else, Amanda? What? All right, say I've Googled it. I know my polling location is pretty close and I can take a walk there or 10-minute drive. What else do I need to know ahead of time? I mean, that I should be learning now. Think about what you need to bring with you, right? Some of our states are really lax and don't have voter ID laws. And then some of our states have very strict voter ID laws. And so what that basically means is you're required to have some sort of identification on you to present to any poll worker uh, before you're even given your ballot. And this is and this is wild, folks, because... Um, I remember, I think probably the first time I went to vote after changing my uh, maiden name to my married name, I had gone ahead and did all the paperwork beforehand. I let them know in advance and my name still wasn't on, my new name wasn't on the the roll basically. And, yeah. you know, they're still not required to ask me for uh, an ID. And so what will happen is you will cast what is known as a provisional ballot or I think it's also called conditional ballot, mm-hmm. essentially for you to, for them to then check up afterwards and double check, oh, this person did re-register with their new name. Um, and so ID, no ID, ID with photo, ID with no photo, they, they, they really do um, vary by state. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at the, the ones pulled up for 2020, the ones that have really strict photo IDs are like, Indiana, Tennessee, Mississippi, Georgia, Kansas, and Wisconsin. It's like yeah. a, they're like all up in this little middle piece of the of the country. And then all of the states that have no document, you don't need any documents to sh- present when you go and vote. Include like Oregon, California, Nevada, New York, Illinois, Maryland, uh, Vermont. Okay. You know they they don't so. It's kind of like a mixed bag. And to, in total, yeah. I think it's 36 states have laws that request or require voters to show some sort of, some sort of identification, uh, 35 of which will be enforced this year. And that's, that's a grand majority of the states. So keep that yeah. in mind um, when you literally physically go to present yourself to vote. And just as a reminder, um, we when we think about Amanda just listed off some states, all all these states have different rules than these other states. If you're wondering why each state has its different Mm -hmm. rules, uh, it's important to note that it's actually written in the Constitution. So this is centuries old law that's the basis of our country's founding. Uh, Article one of the Constitution says that each state determines the places, the manner and the times of elections. So even though we may all be voting for president this year, that's not a national 
database or voting system. Literally, Indiana makes its own rules. Florida makes its own rules. Montana makes its own rules, which is why we keep saying, Google your state, Google your requirements, because uh, if we list, if we went through yeah. this podcast <laughs> listing all the requirements for every state, yeah. it's so that true. might get a little longer than you'd want to be hearing yeah. or than we'd want to be talking, yeah. honestly. Absolutely. I was like, are we Google today? <laughs> yeah. Um, but- so if, if you uh, want to know what to bring ahead of time, it's always smart to have a state a government issued ID, a state ID or a federal, federal passport and a proof of residence. We talked about in our last episode, some states allow for same day voter registration. Illinois is one of those states, as is California. And I'm looking here, Illinois, I again, Googled Illinois requirements for registering to vote on election day in person. You need two forms of identification, at least one showing the current address. So the list here is a driver's license, university or college ID can be one of those, mm. or a bank statement, a utility bill, etc. So keep those in mind. If you're worried that you don't know what your requirements are, take some paperwork with you just in case. Okay. Um, especially, yeah, <laughs> take a little folder, put it in your backpack. Yeah. You, you might be waiting in line. So I would take a backpack, honestly, and take a little, my little documents. Um, oh, we're going to be ready, and, folks. We're going to have our backpacks and we're going to be ready because we're going to talk about that, right. what those day of lines could possibly look like but before day of again we wanted to stress this early voting period we just mentioned earlier um that they had started early october end of september and again varying by state but the dates and hours and times again vary by which period of time that you come and vote i think right now in la county as of october 5th you were able to come into uh the county registrar's office which is in norwalk in the city of norwalk in la county it's like this huge building that's where people get their marriage licenses um you know all that county registrar stuff that happens there and that's when uh voting started in person and then um once october i think next week i believe um it will be when we can vote at any of the vote centers. And so that's any place in um, any of the vote centers across the county is where you can go, whether you live down the street or not, or live on the complete opposite end. Uh, And those hours also vary um, up to the day and the weekend hours. So it's like, where is this massive list, right? (laughs) And it's going to be available online, but they'll also let you know by uh, sending you a postcard here. I mean, here in California, we already sent our voter information guide. You got in your sample ballot and includes all that relevant information. And I, is that the same in other states? I'm so spoiled. I truly don't even know what information (laughs) you're not getting. I mean, honestly, that's in my opinion, that's the goal I would say is for every state to do in our last episode, Amanda showed us her voter guide that California is sending to literally every resident of California, every voter is getting this, this booklet, which was like, Mm -hmm. what, 50 pages. Um, You could flip through and learn, okay, this is what resources there are. I think that's great, in my opinion, or I wish that all states did that. And you bring up sample ballots. I don't think a lot of, um, or I don't think all the states do sample ballots. So let's talk about that for a minute. I know. So you've literally gone in person and don't even know... Yeah, I what think is all on from the ballot? The, from the time I was like 18, <sighs> like, th- and then I started absentee ballot voting by, uh-huh, by mail because uh-huh. I was living out of my home state. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I don't recall 
seeing uh, like a practice ballot you know like with the actual names filled out yeah yeah. which is great I mean a lot of people don't know what's going to be what form their ballot's Uh going to take when before they get in the booth so if a state sends out hey this is what the ballot looks like Uh ahead of time you can say okay well the candidate I like is going to be here I need to fill this column and that column and that column that's great practice to do ahead of time you can get someone to help you because in many states, they will not allow a second person in the booth mm-hmm, with you mm-hmm. if you have questions. Yep. And that's out of concern for security, right? Yeah. If I if I don't know who I'm voting for, I couldn't call Amanda from the next booth over and be like, hey, can you help me? Like, What's number two? <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Do you, do you, like, I remember, because I, I voted in a number of different states. I've lived in different states. And they, you'd like hook them, like the older ones, like you hook them, right, to this, like, slate thing and then you push with your pen down okay, into yeah. the little like how you vote um and low-key it looks like those scantrons from from yeah. like high school or even college yes. too college too had those scantrons for like testing yeah. and i don't know the margin of error <laughs> the things that make me nervous i mean and that was a big issue in the 2000 election is that that was a similar setup and maybe somebody like put their little it's like a pen a stylus uh they put it like near this candidate and they dented it a little bit but then eventually they pushed it through on the second ballot and there was the hanging chad debacle in 2000 where like okay both two options were kind of selected Mm. but the little paper is hanging out on one side that's called the hanging chad like got it so mm -hmm. that maybe in some cases was a result of people not knowing what to do when they got to the booth and sort of like, I guess, yeah. Oh, oh, like it's a learning process. Absolutely. And I think the, the things that have changed, I know our ballots have gotten much larger. Like the names are much larger. The, it has like more space. So it's like more paper, right? Yeah. If you're doing like these in-person ballots and here also, we are one of the, um, I wish I had the number at the top of my head, but, uh, one of our, we're one of those counties that also has, um, they're called, let me pull up the name. Also, it's getting like super dark. Let me. <laughs> um, Your lighting's still good, though. Yeah. Okay. Melon and popping. <laughs> we have um, in our county. We have new. They're called ballot marking devices, and they basically look like large iPads. And some of the things are like you, which you naturally like scroll with your finger. There's like literally a little thing that pops up and says more. And that was like a thing that we had to train folks to understand. Oh, there's actually like 20 candidates. So you, and you have to choose like five or something. Like you have to keep clicking more so that you get them all in the, the, the workaround to ensure that you um, review who you voted for. They do have like that slate. Okay. Let's review what your, um, thing or your your selections preferences were were. yeah yeah um i have been i've been living and voting in dc for the last number of years washington Mm -hmm. dc and it's you get a scantron Mm -hmm. when you 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 give your name and your id whatever they give you a scantron you go to the booth you close the little curtain behind you Mm. and you basically insert this into a digital machine Mm -hmm. and then it's it's an ipad it's like a big table and you scroll through it um and i recall clicking the wrong name for one of the races and i was like oh no like i don't want that person but i had accidentally like my finger just slipped right mm-hmm. um and then at the end it said confirm your selection and i was like okay great i can edit because i did not want that person mm-hmm. who my finger slipped and chose 
Um, and then I was able to, but it's not that way in every place. Not every place has these digital high tech computer systems, right? You yeah. may have to like punch a hole or circle a bubble with your pen or pencil. Yeah. Um, so knowing ahead of time what to expect, mm -hmm. you can Google it and look to figure out, should I take my glasses, my reading glasses? Do I need to take my own pen? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, let's look that up ahead of time. I know. I was like, hopefully they have your pens there. You know, oh, you know what? Good question because of like well, touching stuff. <gasps> You're right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I would take my own pen, black and blue, just to be safe and maybe a pencil. I don't know. Mm. Um, so let's talk about early voting then. We yeah. have been talking earlier about expanding voting opportunities for people to mm -hmm. go to a booth, send in their ballots and whatnot. Early voting is one of those mm -hmm. great methods by which states can uh, open the window to vote for more people. Mm -hmm. So literally, people have been voting today, yesterday, last week already in many states. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, Texas just started voting mid-October. October 13th mm -hmm. is early voting in Texas. And that's, that's great. You can go ahead and imagine if there was no early voting and we all, the entire country had one day to vote. Mm -mm. Think of the lines there would be. If just millions of people just, you know, and Chicago's a huge city, New York's a huge city. Think of all the millions of people in those cities waiting in line to vote on the same day. Yeah, that's a so. no-go, <laughs> which is which is probably why there are so many things that California has to do because we are literally the size of, uh, we're the, L LA, let me just say this, LA County is like the ninth largest state. By population no, that's, that's crazy yeah i think county. i've read somewhere that california is the third largest economy in the world or something like that yeah we've like surpassed what? france and <laughs> i want to say maybe britain i can't recall but that's wild <laughs> anyway props to the california for having it back together we're a nation state let's just put it that way we're yeah nation state. so we talked about early voting yeah um and we've been highlighting all the differences. I keep praising California because they have their act together. And I promise to the listeners, I am from Texas. I know, like, I'm, I, a, I'm from Chicago, proud Chicagoan <laughs> still. <laughs> but I can just acknowledge that a state has its act together. And that's great. Yeah. I wish more states had these opportunities. But again, it's important, as we discussed earlier, that to remember every state sets its priorities. So mm. if California's voters have decided Voting is very important to us. We want our representatives to make rules that allow many people to vote, et cetera. That's the voting people is what puts elect, uh, elected officials in office to change these rules. Mm -hmm. So if you live in a state that doesn't have early voting, that doesn't automatically send you a ballot, and you would like those things, talk to your elected officials. Mm -hmm. Talk to people running for office. If they come and knock on your door, be like, hey, I want to vote two weeks ahead of time. Well, are you going to help ha make that happen? Like yeah. they elected officials are accountable to their constituents. That's you and I, right? Mm -hmm. We vote for them. They answer to us. So we have every right to say, listen, this issue, this topic is important to me. What are you going to do about it? Should I vote for you? Because are you going to support what I'm into? I love so, putting that up there. Yeah. We're their bosses. <laughs> so yes, yes. That's, we, the people. That. we, the people. My yeah. Jam. All right. So we talked about early voting and I got on my soapbox about holding your elected officials feet to the fire mm -hmm. when it comes to expanding voting. Check. Um, what else do we need to know for voting in person, Amanda? I mean, 
think okay so i know that voters look very differently have very different situations you know do you work a regular nine to five i don't want to call it regular because nine to five is i feel like a different <laughs> it's just evolved so much we have folks it's that not work. normal to everybody it's not it's not and this is why we have these discussions of like okay so what does it look like what will it look like the day of what will that early voting period look uh, as well does it make more sense for you to go during the weekend does it make more sense for you personally to um to to spend the weekend with your kids and then uh the day of you have to do your child care like that's important to you that your full day because who knows maybe you share custody right and this is okay i have the, yeah. my kids on this day okay so all all of those thinking through things are are kind of necessary basically so transportation child care if you're taking public transportation um you know what does what does that route look like i remember actually trying it out once i was like okay if i didn't want to walk and i wanted to try a new location what i wanted to test out the route um the lines the lines vary by what period of time you did i want to say the last major presidential election so 2016 i went to early vote at the county registrar's um building because it was close to where i was working at the time and okay. I, I i was like a few days before i want to say i do think i went during my lunch hour and i was there waiting for an hour i was like oh darn i was like i thought i was doing the right thing going early but so many people are going to be voting early as well especially right in this period of time I think yeah. 2016 was like a really big year in regards to how folks wanted to show up. This is 2020. People want to show up and we'll be coming in troves. And I think knowing, like we said to the party, like who's driving <laughs> or yeah. who's, uh, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the fastest way to get there? How much time are you going to dedicate? Are you going to be giving your lunch hour? Um, Do and, I need to bring tamales? Yeah, your backpack <laughs> idea. I thought that was brilliant. What are you going to bring with you? I'm not very nice when i'm hungry or hot um you know it'll be november time so folks you know in different parts of the country it'll, it'll be cooler but we just had a heat wave here in california and oh, i'm man. like i can't even think about the prime the primaries were during the warmer months and to have lines during november and the end of october what is, yeah what um do? i live on the east coast and it's it's we're in the middle of fall right now like there are trees that have turned colors and it's beautiful mm -hmm. but there's a certain omen when it comes to standing in, in line outside yeah. and especially because of the pandemic we're gonna have to we can't just yeah. all fit into a school building to vote and wait you know we gotta yeah. be six feet apart and stuff so that means a longer line just like by spacing everyone out your line gets longer um, and you may be waiting outside as the safetyest. So take a sweater, take your scarf, your beanie, your hot hands, or mm -hmm. those the, little breakable you know, things. What is it? The yeah, the hot hands. Is, is that what's called? called? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember those. Um, <laughs> for football I games. helped an, an elderly uh, neighbor vote in the primary in DC, and she waited in line for an hour and a half. Bendito. Um, and she she was an older lady and i felt so bad because i couldn't just like hold her spot in line mm -hmm. keep her in the car and then like switch out when yeah. i got close yeah. they weren't allowing that because of covid so she poor lady she's like in her 60s and was like standing out there in the heat with everybody it was not pleasant so yeah come prepared if it's yeah. hot where you're going to be voting yeah. wear your hat or your tank top yeah. or your hat, you know yeah. and your mask definitely always oh, your mask yeah. Um, if you're in a cold place, 
we'll bundle up and mm-hmm. I would take, I'm channeling my mom's, my mom's sister, my tia Melita, like, take your lunches <laughs> in your backpack, take your sandwich wrapped up in foil or whatever. Um, and we didn't leave the house without having a torta, <laughs> like a ham torta. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this sounds so good right now, by the way. I'm so- Hungry, I guess. Um, yeah, so take take an umbrella if there's check the weather report. I am from El Paso, Texas, as you can see a proud El Paso in <laughs> my poster here. So sometimes it's still like pretty warm and not in November mm-hmm. during vo- or October when you're vo- voting early. Um, be prepared for that. You know your city. You yeah. can if you are looking if you're listening to this podcast, you likely have the internet. You can Google the day before what's tomorrow's forecast yeah. or this morning what's today's forecast i'm gonna vote today what's the forecast like this is the most important party of the year the pinche party <laughs> that we <laughs> all have been waiting for and preparing for and i think um oh another point uh that folks don't know or sometimes it's you, you can be discouraged from voting i think it was what was that in at, was it in Atlanta where they had closed the doors? Yeah. Um, and folks were like, I'm not leaving until I cast my ballot. Like, it's not time yet. And that is your right. You have the right to stay in line, whatever the time period, like the last time, like when the voting period ends for that day, if it ends at 8 p.m. and you are there physically at 8 p.m. in line, then you are good. However, if you start, if you're like a minute after, that's when people are watching these lines. They're like, that's the cutoff time. If you're not here, when our yeah. voting period has ended, if you're not here physically, then you cannot. But if you are and you're still in that line, you can and are still have the right to exercise your right to vote. Right. And this is why I am such a big fan and proponent of early voting, because yeah. it enables people who cannot take election day off or who, you know, mm-hmm. life happens. Maybe there's traffic blocking you before you get to the yeah. polling place. But if you try going on day one of early voting and traffic holds you up, you miss it. Well, hopefully there's a day two of early voting and you can try again the next day. So please, please, please try going early. And I know there has been a lot of talk about protecting the polls and stuff in the national media about we need to show up and arm ourselves. And that's that can be a scary thing to many communities. I'm certainly very concerned about it. And if there are people trying to intimidate you at the polls, please, please be safe keep your distance, don't engage those kinds of crowds. If people are being aggressive and hostile, just, I mean, figure out a way to distract yourself, but stay focused on your goal of voting. Ignore all the noise because people will try to discourage others from voting. And that's, I just find that like morally wrong. How are you going to discourage people from voting? That's our right. right. And just hang in there, have faith, be patient, be safe. And don't engage hostile people. Uh, I, I hope I'm not scaring anybody. This right. is, I just do want to give a heads up that maybe depending on where you live, you might encounter some folks who are mm-hmm. causing problems like this. I was, and you know, it brings us back to like why we do this podcast. Participating in our democracy is not a partisan issue. That's it. It's not Amen. a partisan issue. We live proudly in a, uh, in a democratic democratic what is it it's called it's a democratic republic what's the yeah. right term nick yeah that's Demo- it the democratic okay. republic we so the democ- the democracy part of that mm-hmm. is that everyday folks you and i the lady down the street mm-hmm. the bus driver and your mm-hmm. school teachers we all get a say in who runs our country and who makes our rules that's the democracy part is that we each get 
a say. That's the participation Amanda's talking about. And it should not be partisan. Mm -hmm. We should be all encouraging everyone, you know, let's mm -hmm. go vote. Mm -hmm. So I, I agree with you, Amanda. It's, it should not be, you know, only if you're part of this political party should you vote. Or only if you're the right kind of person should you right. vote. Now nah, that's garbage. Right. I'm not, I don't, I don't buy that. <laughs> Straight basura, friends. Don't buy mm -hmm. into it. And which is why we love like participating, not just in this kind of like outreach and education, but making phone calls, setting up that advocacy time with family members, with you all listening um, in our DMs. This is what we're here for. So we are super excited for this. We're counting down the days now where oh we gosh. will see what um, I'm, I'm thinking just record numbers of folks at every level um, of age demographic, of race and ethnicity from party levels, everything. I'm, I think this is something to be studied for years to come. And I want to say just thank you to all of our listeners who are already queued in. And always my call to action is... How can you still be an advocate in your community, in your family, in your friend group, um, with folks that you haven't talked to in a while, but you know you have like that shared um, commitment? This is this is an awesome time, I think, for for us to come together. That sounds so hokey, but nah, it's I don't know. I I'm, I'm like totally bought into our tagline, which is participation is powerful. Like I'm so excited for the amount of power we're going to wield uh, during this election and beyond. Before, yeah. during, beyond, this is the full cycle of participation. Yeah, and I think that's, that's part of the reason why, we're, why you and I are doing this is because we know that our age demographic, we're aging up, we're getting more interested in seeing all the bad decisions our leaders are making and thinking mm. no no no, this doesn't have to be this way we right. there's better ways to do this yeah. so i think millennials are like 20 to 34 age group is like the largest voting block right now mm -hmm. like so imagine if every 20 to 34 year old came out and voted how would that change mm -hmm. who makes our rules and what decisions get made i mean right now we've got a lot of octogenarians eight, 70 and 80 year olds running our country and some of them don't understand how the internet works mm. so <laughs> how can we rely on these people who don't understand how a basic utility works to make rules about the internet mm. you know i would expect that someone making the rules understands all the things that are in our current society so this is why we encourage our millennial peers our latinx brothers and sisters our black and brown and asian brothers and sisters like get out there man it's up to us we're we're in charge let's do it yeah we're in charge i like that <laughs> also why we're called um what's it called entitled, entitled. Oh, gosh. no no no. i was thinking the way my, my mom used to tell me when i was little and i would try to be bossy mm -hmm. she'd say aquí tú no mandas yo mando aquí <laughs> So that's my, I hope our like age demographics motto is nosotros, nosotros mandamos. Nosotros We're in mandamos. charge. That Let's go. So cute. <laughs> oh man, baby Nick, I could just imagine it. <laughs> man, I was a little bossy kid. You do not want to imagine it. Oh my gosh. Let us not bring our moms onto these podcasts because <laughs> it would just be, would just be, 
brought to our knees. It would be so bad. Oh, um, all right, let's go ahead and wrap it up. It's so dark now. It's like nighttime here. Um, but thank you all for listening. Thank you, Nick. This is again an awesome opportunity for you to be engaged, involved. Uh, this is part two of your voting plan. If you have any questions, please feel free to DM us. Participation is powerful, folks, and we're excited for you all to walk into your power. We will talk to you all uh, next next week. Yeah, stay safe and stay informed. See you later, y'all. Bye. We should just get up and start doing like cumbias. I was, but my chair, I don't want my chair to be all creaky in the background. What's this instrument called? Oh, I don't know, but I want one. (laughs) I'm just going to do the Selena washing machine on my chair.